Hello. That was a very quick introduction. Hi, I am Renee Steelman, the host of She Became Visible. And I am just doing a quick live stream yard to tell you about the podcast that I have coming up. Two things. I want to address the latest BYU address that was given by David Glenn Hatch. And I want to use that as a segue to introduce you to my podcast that I will be airing next week. We normally broadcast on Sunday mornings, but because it is Easter, um, I am moving it to Monday. I really kind of like Monday. I might be moving it to Mondays permanently. But in the meantime, this coming Monday, which will be, where's my phone? Okay, today is the 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th. I think it's the 11th. Let me check really quick. Uh, Monday is the 10th. Okay, so Monday the 10th. Monday the 10th at um, 10 a.m. Pacific time, I will be interviewing Chanel Achenbach. Many of you may remember her from her Mormon stories that she did in January of this year. She did a long Mormon stories. I think it was four part. It might've only been three, but it, I think it might've been a four part. So there were poor, poor Chanel. I don't know how she sat there for that long, but I'm going to be interviewing her. We're going to be talking about her faith journey. And we're also going to be talking about her feelings of being marginalized and the racism in the Mormon church. And that leads me to my review of the David Glenn Hatch, um, performance, and I will use the word performance that he gave at BYU Hawaii just a few days ago. And of course, it is blowing up all over the media. And but one of the things and the reason why I wanted to address this is one of the things that I'm not hearing so far, I have not heard anyone address something that he said. And I couldn't find I looked and I'm going to continue looking, so maybe I can find it by next week. I wanted to reference the Neil Maxwell talk that Glenn, uh, that David Hatch uh, referenced in his talk. He quoted from a talk by Neil Maxwell, and in it, he made um, he made some comments. He he was talking about false security, and what he said was. Um, um, let's say everything is well, everything is so well, uh, think for a moment about physical appearance. And then he went on to say, if you looked at someone who you thought was physically beautiful, but what if your inside soul, basically I'm paraphrasing now, what if your inside soul would, could be reflected on the outside? And so suddenly you would be finding someone that might be a hunched back or a pruned face or a weathered arm. And even though they had maybe a pretty figure, their soul, their spiritual, he called it spiritual cripple would be evident on the outside. And I cannot believe that no one else picked up on that on the disparaging comments about a what would be considered beautiful and what would be considered a horrible um, uh, a horrible cripple something that you had to 
ah, oh, turn away from that. You, oh, you couldn't look at. And he's basically disparaging the disability community. And I thought of the things that he mentioned, a hunchback, a pinched pruned face. What does that mean? Is that ageism? Is he talking about aging? He's talking about a pretty figure. So are we talking about, um, again, ageism? Are we talking about someone that's youthful and has a figure that would emulate the possibility of being um, in the birth stages of her life? But maybe somebody that's older, someone that doesn't have a, what you'd call a pretty figure any longer would be considered horrible to look at. And, you know, and of course he mentioned, uh, the, what if you were looking at a beautiful movie star? So he's, he's putting down, even right there in that talk, he's putting down beautiful movie stars. They have to be empty on the inside. Their soul has to be spiritually crippled because even though they're pretty on the outside, you don't know what's going on spiritually on the inside. It was so judgmental. But when he mentioned the withered arm, it made me think of my mother-in-law whose mother had a hand that never developed and she would hide it. She would hide it away, even though she became a fairly accomplished, not anything great, but she played the piano for primary and in, in, in church. She was able to play the piano with one hand, even though she had a withered arm. And there were just so many things about that comment that um, even when I, I went to some websites to try to find the transcripts of the talk, they actually left that part out because what hit them was the marriage and LBGTQ comments that he made that were very disparaging. Um, and, and But I haven't heard anybody talk about the um, ableism and the way he was judging disabilities. The reason why that is so central for me is because I had a son that was severely disabled and he had cerebral palsy. He had severe cerebral palsy. There was not one part of him that was not affected. And he was in a wheelchair. He was not ambulatory at all. And because of the um, spasticity of his joints, his hands were what they called the W position. So his arms were permanently in this position. His hands were wrinkled. And so when he sat in his wheelchair, he would sit back and his hands would be up like this. His legs were stiff. His feet were crossed. His toes were turned over. His fingers were jointed oddly because of the spasticity in his joint. And he was startling for children to look at. Adults could see past the disability and they could see the beauty of his face, the beauty of his personality, the beauty of his soul that came through his eyes and his fabulous sense of humor and his smile. But just the physical part of having severe spastic cerebral palsy was startling to children. I mean, they would literally walk into walls when they walked past him because they would be staring and not paying attention to where they were going and they would run into a wall. And it was and it was scary for them. I will admit he looked scary to them. But the thought that Neil Maxwell, and the reason I wanna find this talk is because I would love to find out what year he gave that talk. But the idea that he would begin to list physical traits that would be considered ugly, that we would be turning away from, 
um, that we would hope that they were kept inside, that no one saw them on the outside. It just reminded me so much of how people with disabilities were treated. I mean, when I was growing up, there were no disabled kids in our school. And fortunately, um, laws changed. And because of, um, cannot remember her name right now, that's terrible, but um, I can't remember her name, but she was the mother of the young boy do you'll remember, do you remember the man who decided to start running marathons with his son and Rick, ah, you guys are, you're screaming it. I know you're screaming it at the, at right now, but um, anyway, his wife actually supported this marathon thing for a number of years, but after a few years, she couldn't put up with it anymore because she began to wonder, is this all, all about our son, Rick, or is this all about the dad, Rick? Who was really getting the attention? Who was thriving off of this? They ended up getting a divorce and she eventually ended up dying of cancer in a small, small town in Washington state. And I think she actually lived on like a lavender farm. I could have all of those details wrong, but, but what she did, her father took their son, the father took the son and ran marathons. And there's like a foundation, a bronze statue, uh, different teams named after him, uh, books written about him, everything written about him. But do you know what she did? She made it possible for my son to go to school. She was very instrumental in changing the laws in Massachusetts so that it got eventually changed in the entire nation that federally public schools had to take children with disabilities in and that they were able to stay in the school system until they were 21. So that's what she did for, for the community. It's probably a whole nother podcast all in itself. But the fact that my son, and as he aged, his spasticity got worse. So when he was a child and started attending kindergarten, his arms were not up in the W position. They were still down. Uh, they were stiff. They were out straight, but they would rest on his wheelchair um, um, thing that was in front of him. I can't think of that word either. I should, I should eat something before I make these podcasts, but regardless. Um, but as he aged, his spasticity got worse. Um, his joints, uh, you know, his legs would pull away and he lived a very painful and horrible life. But regardless, he was loved. He was loved. And guess what? We didn't know what was inside that soul all we could judge was from his outside physical appearance and the love and the joy that he transmitted through his eyes, through his smile, through his laugh. We knew who he was by his physical appearance. So the idea that Neil Maxwell would write a talk about judging people, I know he probably meant it to be not judging people, but the fact that he wrote a talk about judging people by how they looked, their pretty figure, a popular movie star, a beautiful face, how they could, you could judge that, but you don't know what's inside that soul. Their soul is spiritually crippled. Those are the words that they used, spiritually crippled. I was absolutely dumbfounded when I heard that talk. I'd like to talk a little bit more about it, but it leads me into the marginalized. And we talk a lot about that on the podcast, She Became Visible. But next Monday, I'm going to be um, speaking with Chanel, who as an African-American woman living in Utah, 
she certainly experienced being marginalized in many ways. And she's going to tell us all that story. So please tune in Monday, April 10th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Listen to She Became Visible and comment. We'd love to have you interact through comments, which you can do. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to me rant for a few minutes. And hopefully we will all meet again on Monday morning. Is there a song? Monday, Monday. I don't think it talks about podcasts though. All right. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the time with your family, however that is spent.